like 15 minutes or whatever. Not even. It wasn't even a long convo. I was like, there, I never posted that. It was like 11 minutes of us just talking about Paul Pierce and Wade. I was like, I never posted this, I don't think. But, yeah, uh, all that drug shit is crazy because, like, I, like, looking into it and, like, over, like, the years I've been, like, it is not like, oh, for the past five years straight, I've been blah, blah, blah. But, like, the first time I ever... Yeah, like, since shit. internet. Yeah. Since like, internet, you dabble into it. Like, yeah. at least once a year. And you, you, you get an interest. Like, um, my interest in it came into the shit that doesn't make any sense that people just try to, like, sweep under the Like, curtain. gloss over it. Yeah, like, Gary Webb. That's why I believe everything Gary Webb said. Yeah. Because motherfuckers don't shoot themselves in the head twice. Right. Who's Gary Webb? That's the dude who broke the story about, um, like, the CIA bringing drugs into Congress. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, right. and then, like, he says all of this, goes on some talk shows. That was the whole... Shoots himself twice in the head. The dark... The dark, dark affairs yeah. thing, yeah. I remember that. And it's like... It... It... It leans to the side of the shit he was saying was mm. true because it sounds like the motherfucker was assassinated. What was like, he saying? That the CIA was... He was uh, like, they know that these drugs are coming in yeah. and they're using this money to fund a war in another country. And that's that's fucking, true. Uh, you know, fucking overthrow a country by bringing drugs into these neighborhoods. And yeah. They're using fucking drug dealers that are having, like, deals with the fucking whatever and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yo, this... It's all fucked up. I, I think that is true. Um, it's just I think it, it's it's unintended consequences rather than a nefarious plot. Like instead of the CIA, because like watching Snowfall and shit, it makes me want to like fact check or like just like not really fact checking because it's a show, yeah. but more like just to like you know because they are talking about the crack epidemic or crack pandemic of the eighties and shit. Mm-hmm. So like. I want to see like uh, like they got they, they got like the CIA bringing in all this fucking drugs. So I'm like, is that how? Because that's how I always heard it was. So I just wanted to like relook into it and stuff. And from what I could gather, from what I've seen, it looks like the CIA um, definitely gave them uh, ways to do it. But I don't. I don't know and I haven't seen if the CIA was like, yes, we're going to do this through coke. It was more of a, a way to, to smuggle arms to fight the commies because it was Contra versus the Sandinese. So the Sandinese were the communists that ran Nicaragua. So they were trying to get guns over there and, and, and that's expensive. We got to buy the guns and stuff. So the money that they were using to get the guns, I think, were uh, which were from Iran. Yeah, and that's like... That, that's like the overlapping is where shit starts to get weird. Because Barry Seal worked for the Sandinistas. He... And Pablo Escobar. and Because I was just looking it up. It was like Sandinistas, Pablo Escobar. He was just mm-hmm. down in Nicaragua doing... South America and shit. Fucking yeah. the government was telling him to do. He was a coke trafficker. After they, after they caught him trafficking coke, they were like, you can go to Who's jail they? or you can work for us. The, the DEA. Government. Yeah. The DEA. Like, you can go to jail or you can work for us. Right. And he was like, all right, I'll work for you. And he was keeping a half a million dollars yep. off every shipment. Yeah. So he was literally working for them. Yeah. That's different than fucking... An informant doesn't get to keep shit. An informant doesn't get to fucking, like, 
you know, I give you information and you don't put me in jail. Mm-hmm. That's the 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 yeah. No, he was an agent. He was an agent. Yeah. Well, that's like a CIA. So there's a CIA officer, and then there's a CIA agent. If you're an agent of the CIA, you are a foreign like employee. Yeah. It, but you're not a citizen that works for the CIA. You're more of like an informant, basically. They could, that's an agent. So he he was essentially a DEA agent. But not a DEA officer, Barry Seal. Yeah. But but he I always thought Barry Seal was CIA, not DEA. So Yeah, that, I, I did thought, too. That's why yeah. I always, that's why I said CIA first. Yeah, because I, I looked it up, I was like, oh no, it was DEA. Yeah, because I, I didn't see anything from CIA. The one thing I heard about Barry Seal though was that he had George Bush Sr.'s number in his phone. And that was like the last person who he had called before they assassinated, before they assassinated him. Yeah. And what was George Bush at that time? He wasn't the president. He was the head of the CIA. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I believe he's... And then Clinton was in Arkansas. Arkansas is governor. Arkansas is what? Go- he was the governor of Arkansas. No, it was one of the biggest things there. Little Rock, Arkansas, one of the biggest crack cocaine oh, right, right, right. Yep. in America. Oh, and they were definitely trafficking coke into Arkansas. So I remember hearing a story of two little uh, two kids that found coke on yeah, the train tracks got, and got stabbed up. Slipped, and then they yeah. said, "Oh, they fell asleep on the train tracks." Got ran over yeah. when when they were sliced up. Yeah, it's some bullshit. But I just find it funny that, uh, or not funny, but I find it interesting that. Uh, like this, the CIA say they say that in their defense, they're like, we know we we didn't we never said there was a whole bunch of rogue. That, that's what like from what I like I heard a couple of times it was like CIA's being like, oh, it was just a ro- couple of rogue agents mm-hmm. that knew how shit worked and they were operating under the radar and we couldn't blah blah blah. Yeah, like, like here's a road for X and they were bringing them all more than being that. the top fucking like. I I just think it was a fucking a plan that fucking got out of control. Like maybe they seen it like cocaine because cocaine was a party drug. I mean, I bet you it wasn't even a, a plan that got and, out of control. It worked out exactly as it was supposed to. No, I mean like the end results. I don't think it was. Oh, we're gonna bring these drugs into black neighborhoods, turn these people into crackheads, and start this crazy fucking shit with their community. No, I think because it was, the yo, co- they didn't create like cracks. Who created crack? People it wasn't like drugs. Nobody knows who created crack. Exactly, but we know. Well. It's believed that crack was started by uh, dudes in San Francisco. That's that's what uh, I had read up on. But it's just that they 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 uh, they they found out like if it's true what I what I've seen. And I I, I don't give a fuck what people say. I go on Wiki. Yeah. I know Wiki's not always right. I know Wiki's not always right. With shit I know about, I call Wiki being a little wishwashy about. I know Wiki's not always right, but goddamn it, it's right more than half the time. It's a good start point. Exactly, exactly. That's a great point. So, like, Yo, I don't get some water. Yeah. So, like, I don't give a shit. I'm like, fuck that. Like, I know. Like, at, at the end of the day, the stuff, the drugs were entering, and they didn't care. They didn't do anything because I feel they didn't do anything because. uh it, it was making a ton of money very fast, and it was going towards war efforts that they felt was more important. I think you're trash if you're okay with poison getting spread around your communities. Like, you can't call yourself an American. 
You know, like in the show Snowfall, they, he, uh, the dude, the agent, acts or the officer acts like he's a... Uh, like a super patriot. Yeah, guy. right. Yeah. But like, look it's what like you're doing. Because you're fucking... <laughs> and then it's like... They're showing more of the black community because obviously the main character dude is black and he's revolving. But like the same shit that's happening in their community is happening in the fucking the Mexican, Mexican community. community. Yeah. And it's the same thing that's happening in the, show. In the white community. Yep. Because when it starts off, who's one of the first people getting keys of coke and bringing it back to their neighborhood? His friend, the white guy. Yeah. So he's bringing coke. And it's not the same thing because it's not crack rock. He's not selling rock, but still, it's not as a, it's a drug. Apparently, yeah, too. he's he's bringing coke up there. They're selling crack over here, crack over, and it's like, yo, none of these people are good. None of these. My whole thing was no, they're all like, bad outside guys. of Snowfall, <laughs> and like if we look at the actual thing that happened, mm-hmm. I feel like it was like inevitable because one, nobody knew what crack was gonna be like. Two, fucking. I say it was inevitable because the people that were going to do wrong was going to find somebody to do wrong with them. So if even if it wasn't the actual like Rick Ross guy, if he would have turned it down, somebody else would have said yes. They even say that in the show Snowfall. They're like, um, they're like, it, it, it's not Franklin because they could just replace Franklin with any other yeah. dude. Yeah. That, that show crazy though. I like I that I think show. it's the perfect, like... Balance, realism. Yeah, like it has realism. a great balance between really right, wrong, good. The, yo, one thing I really like about that show too is I get the impression that they want the viewer to see this as all these people are pieces of shit. Yeah, that's how I really feel because that's like I say it all the time. Like I tell, I'm trying, like I be telling mad people about the show. And I tell them all the time, like there are no good people in this show. I was like, I'm in season four now, like the the first oh, episode. Season four? Yeah, yeah. Well, I. I'm in. I think I. I think I'm in season four. I, I can't remember if I fell asleep during se- uh, episode one or episode ten of season three. Frankly, got shot yet? Yeah, he got shot, and then he woke. Crackhead girl. Yeah, and then he woke up um out of that whole reminiscing shit. And yeah. yeah. So, I uh, I, for, I forget I forget uh. But that's like the last thing I basically remember. I love how they show because the episode ten's a whole flashback. Every episode. person they show the growth and the change of them. Yeah, and I fucking love it. Like especially the mom. that flashback. Mm-hmm. That flashback really showed fucking Franklin was trying to be a fucking good kid and go to school. Yep, they, they were fucking, fucking him over, over, yo. That fucking mo. And then then he's like, "All right, this isn't working. I'm gonna work in a fucking store." Mm-hmm. What happens? First, like I don't know if it was first. He gets day, robbed. Gets robbed. Mm-hmm. Then the fucking the cop dude who he ended up killing fucking saved his life, mm-hmm. and it showed how shook he was just at the thought of seeing a gun mm-hmm. versus how he was. Yeah, right I'm your bitch. I'm your bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. it shows like cop even with the cop earlier on. I don't know if you peeped, but you see how he wouldn't let cops abuse black people. Then once the crack started get it bad, and it was beating the shit out of his uncle, he just looked at him was like fuck it and walked out. Because at that, that point, he time. already waged war. That's that. Because before that, he had already told Franklin. He was like, from here on out, it's war. That's why. That's why he didn't. Nah, that shot. was that was right after that. No, nah, it was right before. It was. Yeah, it, it was, was right before. after Franklin ran up on him, and he was like talking all this shit. And he's mm. like, "Oh, how do you sleep at night?" And then he was like, "Like a baby." <laughs> that shit was the coldest part of the whole show. You remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a bit of car, like, up. talking all this shit. He's like, how do you see? He's like, like a baby. I was like, yeah. yo, this motherfucker. Piece this of shit. Yo. 
Yeah, they're, they're all garbage. You know who, who's the most garbage one of them all? The mother. His mother is the most garbage one of them all. Because she, from the beginning, just like the uncle, she knew that, look, that's wrong. What you're doing is wrong. She was against it the whole time. And then just like that, all of a sudden, a new season starts up and she's with it. All the way. All the way. Because they fed her the victimization bullshit in her head. And I mean, like, it's it, it's not bullshit that, like, oh, there's no black plight. Like, that, that's not bullshit. And, but I think in the, in the show, to, to tell her constantly, like, oh, you know, you're black. You get fucked over all the time. So you should poison. You should be okay with Take this. Take that. Take the drug money. That's take not, the poison. What they did with her is they, they show, they use each person to show a different perspective of how they think they're doing good. Like, the mom was like, listen, this drug, you're making drug money. Yeah. You're doing this shit. Mm -hmm. I can't stop you. So the best I can do is take your drug money no. and buy these houses. I'm telling you what. No, you're I, I know. I know. I know. I'm I just know. saying, like, what the show portrayed her. Oh, I, I get it. I'm gonna take this dirty money and yeah. try to make it good. Just like yeah. the father, he built a shelter. I'm gonna yeah. take this dirty money and try to make it good. Yeah. I don't think you. I don't think you can. It no, will you result. Your pieces. It will shit. result in good to, for the people that you do like. Mm -hmm. But for you as an individual, it never. I'm gonna do good. I'm gonna do good with this money that's ruining the that's doing so much bad. You know, like yeah. we get this money from ruining the community. So let's let's but let's I'm lie saying, to like, ourselves. I'm saying people love that's. What, I understand. Yeah, yeah, you're saying the, the character. Yeah, the character. But they love to lie. That but I, that's why I love the show because that's people. People love to lie to themselves. They love to pretend they're not pieces of shit because they'll do something like that. They'll do something like that. They'll poison their whole community. Go start a shelter. Go buy a school or something and be like, look what I do for my community. You know, go hand out tur like we were talking about not yeah. too long ago. Hand out turkey. Thanksgiving drug dealers like you are still a piece of shit you know what it reminds me of when a prisoner kills a, a pedophile you know they're doing it because they're all pieces of shit in there pretty much yeah. so they're trying to establish a hierarchy they all want to point just like Scarface they like to point the finger at the bad guy they all want to find the bad guy that's all it is it'll be a room full of bad guys they'll find the bad guy and all of them that whole room of bad guys will feel like good guys yeah. And that's what that is. You're totally okay with it. If you take the money, you're okay with your community being poisoned. And that's fucked up. You're a piece of shit for that. And that's what I love about the show. It just shows, like, all these people, there are no good guys. You know, there's people that do good and there's people that do bad. Yeah. It's, a, it's just shit. It's, it's like real. It's, that's why I was like realism. Mm -hmm. It's the most realistic show I've seen. Yeah. I mean, to me, the way I look at it is they're all pieces of shit. Like, that, they're all pieces of shit. There's no way around it. They're just pieces of shit that sometimes have a good point and sometimes do good. But they're still pieces, they're pieces of, shit. of shit. Really? Look, I mean, I don't... I, will, I like, will never... Especially from someone who had drug abuse in my family, and I'm sure you did too, but especially someone who witnessed drug abuse and stuff like that, I will never... I will never tell myself that drug dealers, anybody pushing that shit is not a piece of shit. That's one of the worst things you can do. Well, one of the worst things you can do. The, the, the truth of it is drug dealers don't force drugs on people. People go get drugs. That's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. Drugs are so addictive. They are addictive. Yeah, so, so the English... So, there's so the there's English, no drug dealer running around with a crack pipe in his hand right, shoving it in people's exactly. mouth. Exactly. Like no, you're 100% right. So that's exactly why the Chinese are at fault for the opioid uh, war, right? Because although the English got them all addicted to heroin, they didn't put a gun to their head and say, hey, take How this heroin. How did the English get them addicted to heroin? 
by trafficking it over there, making it easily accessible, letting everybody easily uh, uh, be able to possess heroin. And then it's highly addictive. They all get they all get addicted to it. They all start re- relying on that uh, that 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 drug coming in. Yeah. Right, so you didn't put a gun to nobody's head, but it still was a very destructive, nefarious plan. It was planned that way. That were downtrodden. It was like, fuck it, I need an escape. It doesn't matter. That's fine. That's fine. Okay, so now you're exploiting people who who are in. They are exploiting people, but right. So you're a piece of shit. I'm not gonna say you're (laughs) a piece of shit for doing something that people want. What? If you're you're out there forcing drugs, like like fucking Avi was a piece of shit because people didn't want. He didn't have no fucking. The, the the fucking uh, I don't know Snowfall is different because it's like the start of the crack epidemic and they had to make people crack and it's just a show yeah. it's just a show like but let's not pretend any of it's time real period. Like, yeah if we're talking about that time period of crack well then yeah everybody was fucked up because there were no crack you made crackheads but any period any period you don't even have to put like what you look open the book at any fucking chapter it doesn't matter Pushing drugs into communities is a bad thing to do. You can't hide behind. Well, I'm not putting yeah. a gun to their head. But like, like you're, you said, you're putting a you highly said, addictive there's, substance. There's fucking, there's fucking uh, people doing bad shit. People doing good shit. So. And at their base level is a uh, fucking whatever it is. Like I think. What is? But that like what is that? Because it's like you're still doing one of the most evil things you can do. How is that not one of the most evil things you can do is get a whole community addicted to something? You know this is addictive. Just like in the show Snowfall. He knows it's addictive. That's why he keeps he telling everybody. No, no, no. He, it, that's fine. He found out it was, and then he made it a bigger deal. That's why he kept on saying, this this hits different. These motherfuckers will be coming right back for this. This is way more addictive. Yeah. He knew. He's not stupid. They're, none of them are... They're all evil. They're all fucking evil. I'm not giving them no fucking way out of this. They're all evil. You know it's addictive. You're okay with it because you see it as a way to make more money. So you don't mind pushing this very addictive substance all over your community. And you're seeing that you're ruining your community. And you're fucking fine with that. You're fine with that because it's a means to an end. Fuck everybody except me and mine. So y'all get hooked on crack. That's why he cared when the people he cared about were smoking crack. I mean, that's how the world is. That is how the world is. That doesn't mean that's you're not a piece of shit. Humans are. Oh, 100%. That's why I say people are all pieces of shit. That's a, I, I'm 100% like nobody sold really on that. Nobody cares like, about yeah. fucking breast Anybody. cancer until their mom gets breast cancer. Yeah. Nobody don't. cares about... Like, I mean, that's not true. My mom cares about uh, breast cancer awareness, and nobody in my family that I know have had breast cancer. So that's not necessarily true. There's people just, who actually like, care about On things. a general yeah. census... People aren't caring about shit unless it affected them in some way, shape, or form. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people only care about themselves. And if, I mean, you could lie to yourself the rest of your fucking life. Just like you're saying, and let's just keep using like Snowfall because I like like the show. But he wasn't giving a fuck about the crackheads to the girl that he that he liked started smoking crack. Right. Even when his boy girl still that he liked smoking crack, he ain't give a fuck. Nope. Nope. He only cares about himself. That's what it is. And that's like one of my favorite things about his character and shit is like he is like the fucking quintessential bad guy. Like he's fucking top level piece of shit. But like 
Franklin, right? Yeah. Yeah. But he keeps you right there at the fucking like as a viewer of yeah. the show, not like putting any morality into it. Mm -hmm. But for a viewer for the show, he keeps you right to the point where it's like, yo, fuck Franklin. But at the same time, it's like, oh, he just did something to say not fuck Franklin. And it's like, I like that balance <coughs> that keeping him on because they're they're slowly sliding him to the more gangster yeah, they are. side. But they're starts, keeping him likable. Yeah, like when it starts, you can see like and I think a big deal was that flashback when they showed him trying to be a student. Yeah. Trying to do things the right way. Actually being smart. After actually, a bunch of episodes, yeah. really pushing the bad side of him, then they bring it back. And they're like reminding you. Reminding you, like, look, these people all have a story. Yeah. For why they are the way they are. It's no excuse. But like yes, at least understand. That's a better way. That's the best day. That's a better way. I was trying to think of a way to put it. Yeah. They all have reasons behind why they're doing what they're doing. Mm -hmm. None of them, in my opinion, are good reasons. But they're reasons nonetheless. Yeah. And I guess you know the the, the biggest thing, like when I say they're pieces of shit, it could be like <clears throat> it could be there's people that are you know, I'm saying Franklin's evil. But there's people that could be way more evil than Franklin. There's people that are out there like, I want everybody to get addicted to this. I want to destroy communities. I want this to be harmful. He and none of them were really thinking it that way. Like they knew that it was a means to getting more money. They knew because it's so addictive that, you know, it would get them a lot of money and stuff like that. But from the start, it was never let's destroy yeah, everything around us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was and never that. Once they started seeing the fucking actual effects of it, and I remember those episodes when they first started turning the neighborhood into like a fucked up neighborhood and shit. And like, you know, when they showed the snowfall at the beginning, the buildings was all fucked up and shit. And I was like, yo, they're really going into how fucking real this shit was. And I, I like... I like that. As the show progresses, when it says snowfall, it shows the houses. You start yeah. seeing them on fire. Yeah, and they start uh, being the more police, fucked up. And the yeah. police everywhere. <laughs> that shit's dope. I fuck with that show. That show's a really good show. <clears throat> like, one of the best shows I've ever seen. John Singleton is a fucking monster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Rest came, in peace. He came out with a bunch of hood classic movies, and then came out with a great show, like a series. Probably had one before that with all the work he's done. I'm just not familiar with all his work. I just know off like the couple big ones you named. Yeah, he's yeah. fucking. This show is amazing. It is. I think I think I like shows where it's just a whole bunch of gray area. Mm -hmm. Then you could like piece shit together yourself somewhat, kind of make up your own little theories about shit. Yeah. Kind of get the truth later on, like the shit with the dude and his wife. The fucking CIA dude or whatever agency dude and his wife. Like, I love how they were showing, like, him and his wife and making it look like it was nothing. And then, boom, she's a higher position in the CIA than him. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. And then she tried to compromise. She did. She compromised this fucking shit. I thought he was going to kill her. Yo, when they killed the fucking Mexican DEA check, that shit, I was so happy. I couldn't wait for her to die. I knew from the beginning. Remember, I called that shit in the beginning. I was like, I don't trust them. Yeah. From like the very first. When That's what I wasn't back, trying to say. Yeah. I remember you said, <laughs> you're like, just keep watching. <laughs> but you're on. You're, you, you basically got it. Yeah. yeah. I remember that. I knew Killed it. a fucking cousin or brother or whoever home, this, the Mexican chick in it. So home. That's why I fuck with uh, Uso. Oso or whatever. El yeah. Oso, the wrestler. Uso, yeah. He is the fucking G 
he is like that. He ain't playing no fucking games. Hell no, that motherfucker dug a tunnel. He ain't playing no fucking games. What did he do as soon as he seen the DHA? Oh, is you, bitch? Yeah! Fucking ah, shot her, yo! That shit <laughs> no was questions, dope. no nothing. He just walked that boy right off. <coughs> yeah, I fell asleep at that part. I fell asleep the last 10 minutes of that episode, so yeah. I missed that. So I started the next episode. That very first episode, it starts, and it shows her with a bullet in her head. I was like, what the fuck did I miss? <laughs> I had to go watch the last 10 minutes. That shit was crazy. That, that was a feel-good moment of the show. Who would it? Yeah, talk about no good guy, bad guys. Like, that's the funny thing is also the DEA are not the good guys either. They're horrible. They were a big part of the reason why the country and the drug war is such a fucked up thing. They're, they're Barry Seal, DEA. They yeah. were the ones bringing the drugs in and shit like that. They, they created like narco terrorism. But at the end of the day, because mind you, you know, uh, supply, demand. Yeah. So DEA created a big demand. South America's a big supply. And they helped with a lot of shit because they were, oh, we're going to let these little guys go so we can get the bigger guy. But then you just create vacuums. And even in this show, it's like they're still not the good guys. They're still yeah. the pieces of shit in the show. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> it even shows like the CIA, the DEA, everybody in the show is pretty much a bad guy. They're all backstabbers. They all, it's, everything's a means to an end. And yeah. I like that about the show because, like, I'm tired of this fucking Marvel Universe bullshit where there's villains and heroes. It oh, doesn't yeah. work that way. It doesn't work that way. And get that out of people's fucking head. I'm tired when people try to pretend that it's not shades of things. That yeah. it's just there's good, there's bad, there's right, there's wrong. And it's like, you know. It's like when they're spectrums, we shouldn't think of it as a line, but more like a circle. It's like, you know, you could be on a totally different spectrum and be very... So it's kind of like fascism and communism. They say fascist is far right and communism is far left. Then both of them are authoritative governments. They're both suppressed. They both basically, you know, control everything. That's kind of like a horseshoe. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like that's kind of like how people are too. I feel, I feel like that's how like right and wrong. Like maybe you could be so right, you start going wrong. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know what that is? Huh. That's fucking yo. We can't get anything on this drug dealer. We know he's a drug dealer. Let's plant drugs. Oh right, yeah. That happens all the fucking yeah. time. Even worse, there's motherfuckers who plant shit on completely innocent people. Like. I be, I'm probably gonna get the name wrong. Shouldn't say it, but I'm gonna say it anyways. Zachary Wheeler, I believe. It's a cop that got busted not too long ago. Well, I saw it on YouTube. He got busted because uh, he was planting drugs on people. Oh, wow. For no reason, like completely innocent people, just pulling them over for some bogus reason. Yeah, see, and that's. Then, like, he, he would lie and say their brake lights was on one minute and then off the next minute. Like, it wasn't working. So I pulled them over for that. Nothing's wrong with the brake lights. Person has crack in their car or meth. In, it's always meth. They oh, always wow. have meth or PCP. It's always, it's always, oh, this person had PCP in their system or this person had meth in their car. Wow. Ain't that a bitch? It's wild. I think people do that to advance their uh, careers. Oh, like I got X amount of arrests. And yeah, like you know, I try to like run up the ranks fast. So it's like, look at this guy. This guy be making all types of busts. He got a good, it, like he must have a good eye for this shit. 
you know, next thing you know, you captain. Next thing you know, you're mayor. Next thing you know, you know, you're in the Senate. Next thing you know, yeah. you're president. Piece of shit the whole time. Yeah. And that's completely different than fucking. I think that's like a good guy doing wrong would be, yo, I'm gonna plant drugs on a drug dealer that we know is a drug dealer, but we never catch him with drugs. Mm. And a bad guy doing bad is, I'm just planting drugs on anybody. Yeah, but imagine, what if he like goes... both fucked up. Right, but, but like, one was like, <coughs> this dude is actually some shit. But now, imagine he advances, he never gets caught, and he becomes a politician, he starts doing great. He becomes one of the best presidents of all time. But he got there being corrupt. So you could do wrong and then end up, you know, being a good guy, I guess. To me, it's like... Something like, like yeah, you can do wrong, but I don't think you can be... Unless you... You gotta have a track record of doing wrong to really be wrong. I mean, to be fair, every passing second is the past. So, yeah, that's like, why I said, like, you yeah. gotta have, like, a track record. You gotta constantly be doing fucked up shit for to be really, like, that's a bad guy. Yeah, like, dude, you can't trust that character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you get arrested once for some shit, I don't think you're automatically a bad guy. Oh, you got into a fight somewhere, got arrested. Got fuck, oh, you did, fucked you up. Yeah, you already... Right, got caught slipping. Like, yeah. you slipped up. Like, that happens. Like, we all, we all, well, you if know... you've been in, in out of jail pressure. for the past 10 years, I'm like, you're probably a bad guy. It doesn't matter what the fuck. Like... Yeah, right? Like, yeah. Like, like, people, even if, like... Even if it's a little petty shit, and you're not really a bad guy. Like, I guess you could get it out if it's, like, petty, like, drug shit. Yeah. Like, I'm a good guy, but my addiction, you know, it makes me steal, blah, blah, blah. So, it's like, you know, I, my track record is very, like, yeah, yeah. checkered. It's like, you know, I don't know. It's, it's It depends on the individual. Your character sure. is fucked up. It's a little fucked up. You keep stealing for shit. You gotta get your character straightened out. Yeah, I think there's just certain things like you do at one time, like murder, rape. Yeah, it's, yeah. Some it's, pedophile it's, yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's definitely. <laughs> like you do it one time, you just yeah. wiped your slate clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 the only thing written in stone right there. You fucking do some shit like that, and that's that's on you. Yeah, you just I don't cleaned off the table. You shit. just put this big old sign on there. Yeah. <laughs> like this is who I am. Doesn't matter what you did or what you do after. Right rightly so. Yeah. Murder is a little iffy, but like pedophile shit and rape. That's not iffy? Even no, rape is a little iffy. Pedophile shit ain't. Matter of fact, I was listening to this Vlad TV interview and it was this uh this dude, I can't remember, but like uh he was talking about uh no, it was uh South Park Mexican. I think that was the dude's name. But they was like, oh, <laughs> he got fucking 60 years in jail or some shit for like impregnating a 14-year-old. And the dude was like, look. How old was he? Let me tell you the story. He was like 22 or 23, like some shit, like 25 maybe. But he was like, oh, let me tell you the whole story though. He's like, what they don't tell you is he met this girl in a strip club. She was a stripper on the pole. Okay. That's, uh... And he was like, he didn't check ID after that. He was like, this right. bitch gotta be at least 18. She's in the strip club on the pole. Yeah, like So then they face. fucked one time. And then that was it. And then it turns around, oh, she's fucking mad underage. And it was, then Vlad was like, oh, you can't just look and tell. He was like, look, man, I ain't judging nothing. But if you're in the strip club, 
Yeah. Everybody just thinks you're 18, so like I guess it don't yeah. matter. Why? Why would you assume yeah. in a strip club that this is a little girl? And she wouldn't be working at a strip club if she looked like a little girl. So that means she obviously had. And there, oh, no, I'm good. Unless you, you got some weird ass strip clubs. Yo, like seriously, there it's 100% fat. Yo, I went to a wedding expo at the XL, and uh, like when my sister was getting married and shit, and. Um, like, I got tired of that shit. Like, I, like, I don't care about that shit. So I sat outside. <laughs> Simultaneously, however the word goes, there's a volleyball tournament for high school girls going on. High school athletes. Mm -hmm. They all got bodies. I'm not being, like, creepy. I'm, I'm yeah. being... Uh, facts. I don't give a fuck what people think. They all had bodies. I went back inside. They're all wearing little-ass yeah. tight clothing, and they all had bodies. But I know that they're all little girls, so I went right yeah, back inside. Away from this yeah, because I'm like, they all got they're they're good looking, like checks basically. Yeah. I know they're underage though. I'm gonna go back inside. So that absolutely can happen at a strip club, and you're like, they're not underage. Like, yeah, I'm in a strip club. You're a fucking liar if you say that shit never happened. You're a liar. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like, that shit absolutely happens. There will be a chick, and then all of a sudden, like, there will be some indication that they're a minor, and you just go, whoop. Like, you lose all attraction right yeah. away. Right away. But but there was attraction. So, you just have to be able to identify that shit. You cannot fault somebody for not identifying that shit in, in a strip club. <laughs> That's the same thing happened to Lawrence Taylor with a prostitute. He, he got with a prostitute, turned out she was like a minor. I forget her age, but she was a minor. And they were trying to... I don't know what happened about that. I don't really know what happened. But I know there's talks of pulling him out of the Hall of Fame. Arguably the greatest football player of all time. Arguably the greatest football player of all time. Some say the greatest defensive player of all time easily. They were going to pull him out the Hall of Fame because he fucked a minor. Dang. Yeah. And you it's know what like, else is, is wild? Fucking... Hmm. Um, you remember with Akon? Hmm. He was fucking, like, dancing with this girl on stage, like, provocatively. Mm -hmm. Basically grinding up on her and shit. And it turned out she was, like, 17 or 16 or some shit. And he was like, my nigga, why the fuck was she in a 21 and over club? Like, right. I didn't check her ID in a 21 and older club. Like, fucking, they're not even checking people ID for drinks. Bro. You gotta get in. You gotta be 21 to get in. You know what's weird, too? Is like in a lot of a lot of uh, countries. Like, okay, he could have grinded up on a 16-year-old. He could have had sex with a 16-year-old. And that would have been okay in a lot of countries. That would have been legal in a lot of countries around the world. You didn't know that? No. Yeah, because it's not an international law that 18 makes you an adult. Like, when I went to Canada and I was 18, I was drinking. At a bar, legally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could yeah. drink and... Yeah, like, there's places where they don't have uh, 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 underage. It's more like, I'm not going to sell to kids, but I'll sell to teenagers. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, in a lot of countries, they don't even have uh, a, a, a age limit thing. So, yeah, there there's countries where you could fucking fuck a 14-year-old legalist. Yeah, so... There's some fucking states in America. 
So that's the whole thing too. Is like, why do we say eighteen is an adult? Marry a fourteen-year-old in some states. At the end of the day, I'm like, what makes eighteen an adult? That's stupid, anyways. If anything, like me personally, like fucking twenty-five or something, when your brain stops developing, what yo? When I was like, that's a fucking physiological change in your body. When I was like 24, I fucked with a 18 year old, and I was like, she's stupid. She's not mentally there. Yeah. Like, and like, I talked to like, like 18, 19 year olds, and I just, until this day, from my mid 20s until now, I just still look at them like they're inferior. Not like they're subhumans, but like they're, like, I feel like I could fucking intellectually walk circles around them. Yeah. Like, they're easily manipulated and shit. Like, I don't feel like they're all there. I feel like their minds are not that developed. Yeah, you're not too far from a teenager. That's my point. So, it's like... literally, you still are a teenager. You're a teenager. Yo, so, like, what makes 16 and 18 different? We went to school with seniors, 14 to seniors, and, like, we could tell the difference. I felt when we were in high school, like, freshmen and seniors, there was a noticeable difference. Like, the seniors looked older. Like, they did. But, like, juniors and seniors and stuff like that, that age group, and, and sometimes even sophomores and shit... It kind of like all blended. Yeah. So so how could you say that one of those is an adult based on their age? That's stupid. I mean, if if you go by brain development, it's mid twenties. Yeah. So I mean, like, before you're an adult, and some people say you're not really an adult till you're forty. I heard that one too. <laughs> I heard that yeah. one too. I heard I heard I heard that uh, that it takes that long before your wisdom starts kicking in. Oh shit. If you're lucky, maybe. But. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I heard all types of... Yeah, so so what makes an adult? I feel like throughout history, it was whenever you could reproduce. So technically, yeah. there's nine-year-olds that are women. That should be an adult if you went by that, which is absurd. Yeah. Like, you know, Ten-year-old like, men? Yeah, like, right. Fucking... Yeah, like, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. But, so, like, I guess that's why it's like 18 is a reasonable line drawn. But, like... 17 16 it's like it's it, it it's not to me that fucking like like okay it kind of grinded up on a 16 year old 17 year old it's like we're not gonna condone that but i don't think anything should get done about that yeah, people it, were like i remember people were a little upset about it that's it dumb like it's be like yeah she should have been in, in in that club like you know that you know that that's where it's at because he's not wrong for what he did you know they're wrong for not uh and damn that's a nice size roach. <laughs> they're they're wrong for not um enforcing their rules in the club. Yeah. He had every right to have you know reason, reasonable yeah. expectation that she yeah. Everyone in here is twenty one and older because that's what the fuck this club is. Yeah, because I I'm not gonna put myself in that situation. I'm not you know if I if I went to a school and I was and I was performing at a school. Like a, even if yeah. it, you know, like a high school. <laughs> at that point, I'm probably any chick that gets on stage, I'm not gonna dance with like that because there's a reasonable expectation that this is a minor. Yeah, but if you're at college, different story. Exactly. It's like, come on, man. Like people are not reasonable anymore. That's the problem. That is where the the real problem lies. You got the one in here. Oh no. Unreasonable. Yeah, like, come on, man, that's unreasonable as fuck. Like to to bash, and like I know it sounds like it sounds wrong. Like even as I say it 
to say something like grinding up on a 16 year old is not that bad as a grown man. It sounds wrong to say. And I'm not saying that it's okay to do. I just don't feel like we should be trying to destroy people over things that like, if you look at the circumstances, it's, it, it's, it's like, okay, I don't believe this person or I don't have a real reason to believe this person intended yeah. to do this with a minor. You know, that's what it is, is intent. A lot of times, like, like we, we fuck around with each other all the time. We talk shit to each other all the time. I'll be like, yo, what up, bitch? But if you didn't know me, yeah, you're going to think the intentions is totally fucking different. Like, people do that all the fucking time. That's very true. And I think um, that's like, even even with women, they be like, fuck it. They call each other, what's up, bitch? Yeah, yeah right. That's my bitch. Da, 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 da. And then let a dude call him a bitch. They all wild out. And it's like, yo, <laughs> the fuck? Because it's, it's just intent and fucking <coughs> understanding of the word. Like, you know what's funny, too? Is I literally say bitch to chicks like, like if I'm a chick. Like how a chick would. Like, I don't say it like them, but yeah. I say, like, I'll say, I'll say what up, bitch, to my sister. <laughs> like, that's how <laughs> I'll do that. Like, and like, uh, a lot of women, I, you know, I choose who to do it with. Like, people I'm comfortable with, yeah. I'll talk shit with like that. Even if you're a woman, I'll call you a bitch. I'll call you a hoe. I called my friend a fat cow the other day. She's not even fat. <laughs> <laughs> or no, I called her an ugly cow. She's not ugly or fat. So it's like, but... That's it's like, you know what the intention is. Yeah. If you don't like it, that's totally... there. You can say, like, yo, at the end of the day, I don't like being called that. That's that's fine. But, that's a different story. Right, but yeah. that's not even... That's not even right to assume that, like, I should know better than to call you something like that. Like, why would you... Why... People do it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> people people play that way. It's playful. Stop taking yourself so serious. People got an ego problem. That's what it really is. Like, I've been learning a lot about that shit. Like, the ego mm-hmm. and how problematic it is. And I think that's what, like, religion and everything really tries to tell you. Like, I feel like that's a big underlying story. It's like the story of your ego. A lot of things are. A lot of things are. Like, a lot of people in prison a lot of people who like fuck up and you know a lot of decisions we make it's all about our ego making ourselves feel better look at this culture where we're trying to make everybody feel better about themselves and you know don't don't make anybody feel bad about themselves and it's not even it's like violence if you like do nobody will feel bad don't make anybody feel uncomfortable yeah not even uncomfortable it's like that shit's good for you man that shit's good for you getting bullied could not be a very good thing. Not even getting bullied. Nah, if just... If you're used to being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. that means you can ask someone an uncomfortable question. And I think when you can ask uncomfortable fucking questions, you can get farther with people. Like, oh, I'm black and you're white. So this is obvious. We all know this fucking shit. So if you don't have this problem because you can fucking ask a question, you can speak your mind. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of white people may think that, oh, I don't want to get a automatically call the racist if I ask this shit. Yeah. Or I don't want to ask this weird ass. To me, it seems weird, but to them, it seems normal. I don't want to be that guy and ask that weird question, have that uncomfortable. And I'm like, nah, people need to get used to that feeling so mm-hmm. that you don't feel as uh, adverse to it when you need to ask someone a question that you really want to. That's true. I feel like there's people that have genuine questions that they feel like 
or they don't know how to act the right way, so it may come off offensive. Yeah. And they don't want to have a weird conversation. So it's like... I know, like, with me, I have a, uh... Like, I'm not a very educated person, so I don't have a big vocabulary. So, like, I use words that carry negative connotations. So it's like, I'll fucking... I'll, I'll, I'll make the conversation turbulent just by the word... Choosing. So you gotta pick your words carefully, too. So it's like that... I feel like that's a great point is, uh, you know, you should, you should be able to ask uncomfortable questions, but how you word them goes a long way. Cause for me, I ask probably uncomfortable questions a lot. And like, I know for a fact I make people uncomfortable. Like I remember like, like, on like my conversations carry drama. Like, I just know, like, when, I, when it's with family, I make people, I make people feel some type of way. When it's on Facebook, many arguments, shit like that. People threaten my life several times just through conversations. So, I, like, I learned that uh, what you say and how you say it goes a very long way. I did sweep and mop my floor yesterday, or the day before, just so you know. Yeah, and nobody's been in here since. Like, nobody's foot has been there until yours. So that should be clean. And I don't have a mice problem at all anymore because I killed them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had to put the snap traps. So the floor should be clean. It it is dusty in here, though, but that, like... But, um... But yeah, like how how you word like how you word your shit goes a long way, man. But you should definitely pull people out of their comfort zones. People should be okay with being out of their comfort zone. And I think a lot of times people get uncomfortable about shit because they're like married to a belief a lot of times. Yeah. They don't like their beliefs challenged. And it goes back to like we had a conversation before about like you made a good point about uh like telling kids because I said so and shit like that. Yeah. You know, and it, it, it makes them grow up and it makes them like, it since they grew up not being allowed to challenge people or, or ask, you know, whatever they wanted, that probably, you know, could relate to this too, is that, uh, you know, because you come up and you're you're, you're not supposed to. You're shunned for asking a lot of questions. Yeah. Now, when you're older, that's probably why you have the belief that there's uncomfortable questions because there are because people get uncomfortable because they don't question enough because when we're kids, we're always told to stop questioning. You know, when I, when, when I was in school, I don't get shit, man. I don't get shit. I did horrible in school. I don't know how I passed. Like, I never stood back or anything. I mean, I cheated. That's how. But, like, I don't, like, I didn't really learn a lot when I was in school. And, uh, I feel like, uh, when I would ask questions a lot, teachers would take it, like, personal. Like, I was, like, fucking with them. Like, he, like, I just explained this. I was like, yeah, 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 I didn't get it. So, I have to, like, everything she just finished saying, I have to have her re-explain it to me, but I have to ask like 50 questions. Oh, wow. Yeah, class don't got time for that. That's how I learn. I don't know what to say. That's how I fucking learn. I don't, I don't get it. I could write down the notes, read everything like, you know, 
but I, it's like it'd make it frustrating in class trying to learn. Authority does not like being questioned. Yeah. And that that's a big fucking problem. That's why people get uncomfortable about shit because they grew up being told as if questioning is a bad thing. You know, you do as you're told, fucking little bootlickers. Do as you're told, not as I do. Doesn't end up fucking saying or some shit. Yeah. Like, I think it's just because it's just passed. It's a passed down thing, too. Because then it's like, well, this is how it was. And then when you get an adult and you have kids, you know, like, well, when I was a kid, you fucking, you didn't ask questions, so you don't ask questions either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, you don't ask why. Like, and that, that... It makes sense for certain things. Like, you shouldn't question uh, everything. Like, some sometimes sometimes you shouldn't. Like, it's there's a place, a time and place for things. You know, you, you don't... If, if there's a big fucking... If, if I scream on the top of my fucking lungs, DUCK! You don't ask me why. <laughs> like, you better fucking duck. I'm screaming duck. You better duck and then ask why. Yeah. <laughs> like, Sometimes you just gotta react first. Yeah. Sometimes it's I can't explain this right now. Mm-hmm. But I need you to do that. Or sometimes like, look, I'm your manager and I ain't got the time to fucking tell you why. Like, but I'm telling you to do this. I was just thinking about it on like a at the child's level. It's like, yo, if fucking you ask a crazy ass question. I can't answer at You're gonna have to just wait. Oh, what's wrong with that guy's face? Just be quiet. <laughs> I can't just be fucking. Well, he's retarded. Why he stink, <laughs> daddy? Yeah, that's just like, yo, be quiet. <laughs> yo, kids, honesty be the most genuine shit in the world. I love it. <coughs> A kid could tear anyone's confidence down. They'll point at your biggest flaw. That's like go to a kid. Kid kids carry wisdom. And old people too. I feel like the clock. That's the whole thing. It's like something with the diapers, yo. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be in some diapers I to spit wisdom. They didn't learn how to give a fuck, and then they gave a fuck too long that they stopped. So it's like, as a baby, you don't know how to, like, there's no filter, there's no sensor. So, like, you think what you're saying, you know, what you're saying is right. Well, when you're young, you're a narcissist. Kids are fucking narcissists. They'll interrupt anyone's conversation. They'll give a fuck what you're doing. They'll, like, you'll be in a conversation, they'll be like, look, 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 look. It's all about them. It's all about them. That's how kids are. And you kind of got to, you got to teach a kid how not to be a narcissist. And then as, when they get really old, they're kind of go back to their narcissism. They're like, fuck everything and fuck everyone. It's all about me again. Yeah. But like, that's people like we're all we're, like, you can't beat the narcissism out of all of us. But that's pretty much what it is. I feel like that's why we're all self-centered. I mean, we can't help but be yeah. self-centered. We are self-centered. Like we are ourselves. And everything's centered around us. We can only see it from our point of view. Yeah, we can't really... Everything is like on a fucking little balance. Yeah, like we're the center of our universe. We're yeah. the sun in our universe. I think everything has a, a unique balance. In the sense of... 
yeah, every you have to think about yourself and shit. But if you do that shit too much, you become a true narcissist. And fucking everything has to revolve around you. And fucking <coughs> other people don't put you before themselves, and you mm-hmm. see that as a problem and shit like that. Then you're fucking. Yeah, or like, and that be, that that's a big problem in relationships, and that's why, that's my biggest problem with relationships, and that's why I don't put myself in that situation, is because it's very time-consuming, because the person is so demanding, and it's like, look, not everything's about you, it's like, I know, like, you want to spend time with me all the fucking time, but I'm a loner, I like to be alone, you gotta respect that shit too. And it's like, a lot of people, they can't do that. They have to, you know, there's so much compromise and shit like that. And it's just like, a lot of people, it's a, a lot of people, I feel, I feel like that's a big part of the narcissism thing too. I feel like there's, there's that, that, like you're only caring about yourself pretty much. Now I'm not saying it's like, you know, um, like to, to want to chill with somebody. Yeah. But all fucking day, like, you know, can't have the same friends. Like, what am I, your fucking hobby? Like, I feel like that's what fucking people do. That's narcissism, too, in a way. To go and, and turn a person into your fucking toy, basically. Uh, you, my entertainment. My main source of entertainment. Yeah, yeah. My source. This is my pillar of happiness. It's like, what the fuck is wrong with you to put that much weight on someone? Like, you obviously aren't happy with yourself. Yeah. To, to have someone be your source of happiness that's oh, I, I, unfair like my uncle he hit like he was with this chick for years like she like I mean like I say years or five years but she went through cancer he went he was with her through cancer and all types of shit breast cancer too bitch had her titties removed Damn. yeah no I don't I, like no dude wants a bitch with no titties now I'm sure I'm, I'm sure if we love you, well, like that's not that don't matter. Yeah, it does not matter. I, but I'm just saying, like if we if we got have it our way, you bitch, you'd have titties. That's an attraction thing too. So she loses her titties. She had cancer. Stuck with her. She cheats on him and leaves him. So he's like living with her this is like you know like he thought he was engaged with her he thought like this is the one and everything that he had a whole lot of shit riding on that and when that was removed it's like his world came crashing down and had to go on like antidepressants all types of shit yeah so that's you know i how i tell him i'm like look some people they are what they are. She was a bar whore. It's just what she was. She's always gonna be one. And <laughs> you're wrong for having that put that much weight on her. Like the fuck? Like you should like you should be angry, you could be sad, everything, but to the point that you need to go on antidepressants because of a woman. Yeah, that's you put way too much weight on that person. Yeah. That's to me. That's very selfish. I don't think I put that much. Well, obviously I did because I'm fucking married and shit. But like, you know, that's Al Qaeda.
Yo, but you you mentioned marriage. Yeah. Why did you get married? Why did you get married? What's your reason for marriage? My reason for marriage. Yeah, what was your reason for getting married? At like, the time, it was more like the, the biblical sense I was in church. Religion. Yeah, it was something I always wanted to do. Right. Because, like, I thought, like... Do you see it as a symbol of love? Like if, Yeah, and, and like, if, building a family and stuff right. like that. Like, I see that as, like, if you truly want to build a family, you get married. Why? Because it symbolizes a bond yeah. or something? Because it, 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 this is the thing for, like... Why? Because like even with us, it wasn't big to go get our wedding rings and yeah. stuff like that. It was it was the spiritual bond. You have a wedding ring? No. Oh, so you That's guys didn't like, do that? Yeah, we've been married. It's you, gonna be five years this year. So why did you bring the government into your relationship, basically? That, that's what I'm saying. It was more of a spiritual. Like that's what I'm saying. Like the marriage was because you know at the time we was going to church heavy and yeah stuff like that. So it was, it was a religious decision. Yeah, and then it was that like, I, since I always wanted to get married, that was always like... And you always wanted to get... Lot, you yeah. always wanted to get married because you... Because it's something we've always... Like, we just do, or... That was something tradition? I seen as, like, if I truly want to have a family, I would, like, have a wife. I would marry, like, my wife. Because that... that it's because just what just, it symbolizes. Yeah, just what you. it symbolizes. Okay. Even across all fucking, like, time or whatever. Like, you right. know, even back in fucking tribe times or whatever you married your wife or whatever like right that type of thing so like i knew i always wanted to get married because it was like a big symbol of starting a real family right right or what right. i feel to be because you know other people choose to not get married that's your thing mm-hmm. i'm not all big on oh you have to get married and that's <clears> the, <throat> like you but you don't look at thing. you don't look at couples that aren't married but been together for a long time and have a family as like no oh, i don't like see that's no nah, that's y'all family like, like, like who cares yeah that's how y'all chose to do things that's y'all it I could, can't I would, can choose to I, make you do whatever you're doing. I would. I hate weddings. Like, I hate weddings. I don't go to weddings. I won't go to anybody's... Uh, I don't go to family functions. I don't go to, like... I go to some family functions, but, like, I don't go to, like, a lot of events. I don't like the... It's just not my atmosphere. It's just not. It's not personal. I just don't do it. So it's like, uh, if there's a birthday party, if there's, like, a, a baby shower, I'm not gonna go. It's just, I don't want, I just don't want to. I feel uncomfortable in those places. I mean, maybe I should go to pull myself out of my comfort zone. That's actually why I do go sometimes, is because I'm uncomfortable in them. So I'm like, it's probably good that I go to be uncomfortable. <laughs> but, like, weddings are expensive, man. You're asking me to spend hundreds to thousands of dollars to attend your wedding. Thousands if it's a destination wedding, but like you do spend hundreds of I don't know weddings you've gone to, but me it's like a hundred dollars as a just a gift. Like congrats. Yeah. I couldn't go to my uncle's wedding because it was in Jamaica, so like that's the kind of weddings they that's just I ain't got plenty to get all that type of stuff. Yeah, like my sister's wedding, I had to take time off work. Uh, I had to. buy a ticket to Florida. I had to buy a new suit because I got too fat to fit in my old suit. Like, <laughs> you know, this shit cost me money, man. I, yeah. It cost me money. So you're asking me to, to spend... And then, like, I don't know if you do it, but, like, stags, like, fucking, you know, I don't know if you know like what that is. Before. Yeah, like, yeah, for the men. 
Um, like, there's a bachelor party, but it's before the bachelor party. It, it's a stag. The bachelor party is more intimate, like the wedding group, like the male wedding group. So the stag, you you know, it, 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 you spend like $60 at a stag alone, 60 to $80 at a stag alone. You tip the bartender if it's an open bar. You know, you spend thirty to like basically get in. You you spend you give you buy like a raffle ticket. So it's expensive. Like weddings are expensive. So like I me personally, like I hate weddings. So and I feel like most people just have weddings when they get married because uh you've always done it. It's like tradition. And I, I don't like peop when people do things because you've always done it. Like, you don't question it. Yeah. Yeah, I think... There's a lot of people, not to interrupt, but there's a lot of people that the government won't let them get divorced. Oh, wow, for real. There's divorces that fall through. I mean, I'm talking about internationally, too. Like, I know, I talked to somebody from Scotland that said that their parents been trying to get a divorce for years and it fell through three times so oh, wow. yeah i don't I, i've never heard that about over here but i you know that's over here uh you know i've seen divorce court before i grant you a divorce you have to go to couples counseling like who are you to tell me i can't break up like i'm not going to couples counseling yeah. like fuck you i'm breaking up with this bitch like then that's that like that that's how that's how it is like who the fuck is the government and, and, and there are benefits like social, well, monetary benefits uh, and social benefits to being married. But I doubt people do it for that. Like, I, people don't do it because of the taxes or whatever. People don't do it for that visitation purposes. Like, people don't do some in certain situations, people will do it for that. But generally, I think people just do it because we've always done it. That's just what we do. You know, most people aren't religious. Yeah. At least you had a fucking reason. Yeah. At least you didn't do it just to, just because yeah, you were like, you know, that's just what we do. Like, oh, 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 yeah. just get married. That's kind of weird. I love her, so you know, just get married. Yeah, I don't think you should just marry somebody just because you love them. Because you could love more than one person. Can you? I don't think you can love more than one person at the same time. <coughs> oh, right. But you could fall in and out of love. Yeah. You could fall in love with someone, you can't just fall out of love with that person, person fall yeah. in love with a new person at work, but you're married with this person that you fell out of love with. Yeah. That's how so cheating happens. Marry the first person you fall in love with or, you know, just think it's some light thing. You know, it wasn't, yeah. you know, light for us. <laughs> you know what I think? Uh, the If you want, you want more water? Um, I think, uh, I think the government wants you to get married and that's why they create like incentives mm -hmm. and give you benefits because I think it's like, uh, it's a social contract that involves the government basically that like, I'm going to be a productive member of society and I like, you know, I'm going to be there for my kids and I'm not going to like have fatherless children. Uh, you know, create mayhem. Yeah. Not that they all do, but statistically, 
to going if the stats are correct, if the stats that I've heard is correct, fatherless children are very problematic in society. Across the board, right? Like just everybody. Yep. That that's so, that's like what I hear uh like top of soul and shit, a lot of like these uh black conservatives, they make the argument that uh that uh that that the um, that the black household or like the parents like two parent households post civil rights <clears throat> um became less and less and he's like you know I forget the his what he said the reason his, he what reason he thought but he he made the claim that uh I heard the claim a lot that uh, in past the 1960s and up, that uh, single parent households in the black community is like common, and that was not a common thing pre civil rights. And uh, so he 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 makes the claim that the reason why people like there's like a lot of crime and shit is because it's a lot of fatherless children. So I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah, I mean... But I don't think that's the case for everyone. I think there's a lot that comes into play, but that could be, like, a a part of the problem. Yeah, especially if that's a part of the problem for other cultures and, like, races of people as well. Like, it's not just, like, black people that's fatherless that Mm -hmm. are making problems. No, it's a... um, I think fatherless children is a is a is a big fucking problem i think fathers being deadbeats is a big fucking problem my dad was a deadbeat i mean he can't he 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 came like a couple times like in the years like he'll come for like a couple years and then disappear yeah so it's like but like for like and he did pay uh he did pay child support it wasn't like much he didn't pay what he should yeah but i mean like it, it, it's whatever. Like it wasn't. Who cares about that? Like my mom never made a fuss about it. She never mentioned shit about it. She didn't rely on it. So it was pretty much a deadbeat. But I don't. For me personally, I don't feel like I've been a problem for society really. So I don't know how productive of a member I am. I mean, I guess I'm self-sufficient. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I have my own place. I have my own stuff. Yeah. I don't like. I don't rely on anyone. But and I'm a, so it's not true for everybody. I think a lot of people I know didn't have a father in their life, and a lot of people I know are fine. Yeah. Like I don't. I wouldn't say most of the people I know in my life have fathers in their life. Like for real, like that I could think of. Like. Almost everybody I can think of, pretty much, it was just them and their mom. Yeah, or maybe grandparents. Yeah, grandparents too. That's a big one too. Grandparents, yep. Yep. Or like parents that they're not even in their like, like they're never around. Yeah. Like I. For whatever reason, work. Yeah, like yeah. Or, or, uh, like, grand, like, I live with my mom, but my grandparents raised me. Yeah. Like, that type of shit. 
Yeah, there's a lot of uh, shit like that. Yeah, people need to raise their fucking kids. Easier said than done, I'm sure. I don't fucking have kids. I wouldn't know. I mean, you just gotta spend time with them. Don't fucking abandon them. I'm pretty... It's, it's pretty... <laughs> yeah, you gotta teach them. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. You spend time with them... At least for the first ten years. years. Like, abandon them after year seven. Like, if you're gonna... Like, if you don't... You can't. Nah, yeah, you can. Yo, you definitely can. Because you spent the formative years with the child. So if you if you give that child and you really look out for that child the first seven years of their life, that I hear that's the most formative years of a child. So if you really spend the time with it, you don't neglect the kid, you read to them, you're like, you know, you fucking culture them, all types of shit like that. You, you, you make them, like you teach them everything you can. And then you're like, I really don't like doing this. And you're like, you know, instead of doing it from like why people don't take care of their kids in the beginning, mm -hmm. it's like at least try the first seven years and then seven year trial. No, <laughs> you have to. You have to. It's better than quitting. Like if you become a deadbeat after year one, like you should get punished somehow. <laughs> like, you know, you, you can't do that. You can't you can't be a deadbeat from the get go. You can't never be there for your fucking child. Okay, and then you fucking you leave after seven years, and your child becomes fucking. I'm not saying you should come back. I'm not <laughs> saying you should leave. I'm just saying you should at least do seven years. Okay. And you, your kid goes to the fucking NFL. Fuck. That's fine. You went to the NFL, bitch. I was with you your most formative years. You know why you had that grind in the hustle? It's because of me. He was never there. Every you know what? That takes a stand, huge. You know that's a great thing. You weren't there. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. I actually see it as liberation. When I lose loved ones, I see it like I'm free. I feel like like I have one less thing to disappoint. Like you know, if I was to disappoint, one less one less thing to really like like hold me back. Like these, are, I look at love as like anchors. It's like. <laughs> For real, it's like sometimes like I don't want to move because of you know people I like I I love and want to be around and shit. Yeah. So like I feel like they like sometimes they hold me back, and I don't see that as like a bad thing. I'm not like saying they're holding me back in a bad way, but I could see it as very beneficial to be in that situation where you have no loved ones. Like that's fucking freedom as a motherfucker. You cannot get it more free than to be in America as an orphan. Oh my God! Like you are handed a golden ticket in life. You just—I don't know, dude. As long as you're not being like sexually abused, because that you know most most children who are victims of uh, sex abuse are in the hands of the state. Depends. What That's you a have. fact. Depends but, what state you in, fucking what town you in, fucking. Nah, man, it's always good. It's, it's always, always good. good. No. I think a support system is great. And and, not and being an orphan. <laughs> I'm just yeah, yo, being having no family, Don't having know, having sir. nobody there, like no. I know. It can be, dude. It can be because you. I don't know. I, I, I depending feel, where you at, yeah, it can be. You're anywhere. <laughs> I guess I can only say in Hartford. You're fucking Harlem, right? I, okay, let's say in Hartford. It's not cool. <laughs> in, in Hartford, because I live in Hartford, so my perspective of everything is based 
around here. what I know. So what I know is here. And uh, so I would say growing up in Hartford. A little orphan Joe. Little orphan. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's not the worst. Like, I feel like like my uncle, that's how he basically grew up. Cause I, my grandparents were like alcoholics and they lost custody of their kids. Like they had their, yeah, they had their kids like, like they, they regained custody, but they lost for like a few years and everything. So like, but my parent, my, my father and my uncle and shit, they never went to school. Like they used to fucking just like strays. They used to just roam around the city doing whatever the fuck they wanted. Yeah. My uncle used to just drive to Canada whenever the fuck he wanted. Cause he had family in Canada, so he used to just buy a car for a hundred dollars, some piece of shit car, hundred dollars. He'd get a job, make a hundred dollars real quick, go buy a shitty car, drive to Canada, fucking you know, go party in Canada and shit. Damn. Yeah, I mean like you know, in Montreal and all that. So it's like, and that like, he probably wouldn't do that if he had loving parents. I mean, not that my grandparents didn't love him, but like yeah, parents but that were like sure. raising him, yeah. like they didn't raise him. Like, to a certain extent, they did. But, like, they lost custody of their kids and, and, and everything like that. So, it's like they weren't always in their kids' life. And then when they were, they were always at the bar. Yeah, and that was... That's what they did. A long time ago, right? Like... Uh, 70s. Yeah. Yeah, throughout the whole 70s. Because, like, my parents were... I mean, my dad's, like, 64. 1964, he was born. And, uh... My uncle's like sixty nine, so like seventies, I'd say. Yeah. That that would that happened. I don't I don't know the years. I don't know the years, but uh, and I mean, look, my dad like fucking deadbeat, fucking uh, you know, he went the uh, he got locked up, you know, he he he's not like the most productive man, you know, fucking did coke, yeah. smoked crap, fucking alcoholic, <laughs> all that shit, you know, <laughs> like so. Like, he's not, it, I would say maybe it was problematic. Maybe, you know, for him, he could have been guided better. But if my uncle's like, you know, went, like, worked out pretty great for him. He has great stories. So I think, you know, I guess, I guess it, it, that's why it's the individual. Like, it's up to you, like how you handle it. Like what you do. I don't think my dad didn't become like, I don't know what to really say about that, but I guess like, like about like, like who knows what he became, but I would say he had probably more issues, but it wasn't based because his parents, I would say it's probably, it was just cause of him. Like I wouldn't really blame his parents. Yeah. Now I feel like, you know, saying that's why my uncle's fine. He, you know, I mean, he had his issues too, but like, he's pretty, like he's fine. So. I don't know if, if it's, uh, if it's, maybe that's why he had that whole relationship issue thing. Maybe it's uh, the parent thing. I don't fucking know. I just could see it as more liberating. If my mom died and my sister died, then I mean, I pretty much like, I don't really know if I'd have anything to really like, I'd move wherever the fuck I want and stuff like that, I guess. Like, I don't know. I'd feel more free. I don't want that to happen. Yeah. I don't want it to happen. I'm just saying, like, I don't see it as, like, a horrible fucking thing. If it happened, because it's going to happen. So if it happens, you just got to be like, you know, like, we all came from somewhere. Likely, that's where we're going to return. Maybe. Like, who knows? I definitely think there's something. 
I don't think it's nothing. If it's something, then this is a brief time that we're together. So I ain't even worried about it. Like, I'll see you again. Like, you know, I like cherish the times we had. She's like, my sister's basically dead. She lives in England. (laughs) You know? (laughs) (laughs) She lives in England. I don't talk to her. I don't see her. Like, you know, like she texted me this morning a picture of some food she made. Like, you know, like, we don't, but we don't have conversations, really. I mean, we do, like, time to time, but it's not like before. Like, I don't see her or anything. Yeah. Like, now she, she, she's going, done her own thing. It's like she's, like she's out the picture now, kind of. So, I don't really see that as, like, a, the, a horrible thing. Like, I mean, I wish, like, I, I, I don't like it. I don't think people should do that. I'm not, I don't like it one bit. I'm not happy for her living there and all that yeah. shit. So it's like, like still like, fuck that shit. But like, I'm not going to like dead her. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it, like, it is what it is at the end of the day. But I could, I see it as it, it, it's beneficial in a way. Like one less person to worry about over here. Like, that's all. <laughs> it's like, that's not the, the total, that's how I see it. Because I, I do worry about people I care about. Yeah, so yeah. it is one less person to worry about. And that's the benefit. That's pretty much it. That's the benefit. It's a little... It's liberating from worry. And, you know, shit like that. That's like when I have a pet. Like, that's the thing that makes me not want to have another pet. It's like, I hate when my pets die. Like, I have my pets. All my pets lived a long time. They all lived double digits. Yeah. They all lived into the teens. So, like... Like, I... Like, Long time, they lived their whole life. Like, what, what's there to? But it still sucks that like they died, and it's like, I, like you're gonna get a, a pet, and it's gonna fucking die, and it could die a tragic way. You know, it might not die that way. Luckily for me, they all lived and died a, a happy, easy life, pretty much. Like none of them suffered into their dying days. So like, you know, like that's fortunate for me, but. For all I know, like, if I was to get a, a puppy and all of a sudden, like, get hit by a car. It's like, you know, I don't want to put myself in that fucking situation. Yeah. Like, I, that, that's, like, like in, a, in, a, in a big way, like, that's why I don't have any pets right now. It's like, it's another bell. Yo, pause it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, just start resuming. That would have been great content. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, Oh shit, it's 930. That's funny as shit. Now I gotta take Chris Paul MVP. Chris Paul? Why son's number one? Yeah. They finally took the lead. They took the lead from uh what's who is it? The Nuggets? No, not the Nuggets. The uh the Jazz? Who had the lead? I think it was the Jazz. Yeah, I think it was the Jazz. I know the Lakers are like fourth now. Oh no, the Jazz is still first. Uh, Suns is second. Clippers, Nuggets, they, Lakers fifth. Trailblazers, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Spurs, Warriors. Damn, Warriors suck again? Yep. And they have uh, Clay back. No, Clay got hurt again. Yeah. That's right, he missed this season too. And then you got your boy, uh, Joel Embiid. My boy! Yo, Embiid's the best player in the league. 
And he's going to go to the playoffs and obliterate everybody. Sixers are first. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to... Watch. This is their year. And D's going to obliterate everybody. Joel and B been going off. Came back and he doing pretty good, dude. Yep. Oh, yeah. He's just getting warmed up. Watch. Lord have mercy on everyone's souls. He's about, <laughs> he's about, he's about to go Elijah on. <laughs> he's about to go 94 Elijah on. <laughs> oh, shit. How he, April 12th. Versus the Dallas Mavericks. You want to hear his stat line? Yeah, 35? No, 36. Oof. 10 for 17. No, 37. Seven rebounds. Two of six. Two assists. 26 motherfucking minutes. Wow, he underplayed. He scored a lot, He, but yeah, that's not even him at his finest. What do you mean not him at his fucking? He's coming back. Oh, that's a that's great. Coming, yeah, I know. And he put up thirty six points in twenty six minutes. Oh yeah, that that that's great. Imagine and the game before that. Yeah. Twenty seven minutes, twenty seven points. And he's probably not even a hundred percent. I mean, nine rebounds, four assists. He probably is a hundred percent. I don't think they'd have him come back. You know, in their situation, him and everything. But until he, he's probably a hundred percent. But yeah, I mean, I feel like he's just getting started too. Once he gets it fully ro- rolling, those are going to be pedestrian numbers. He's going to be putting up 60-20 stat lines in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, he's going to have the watch. And B's going to have one of the greatest playoff, like, you know, streaks ever. He's about to really start cooking. You know who's really about to start cooking? Hmm. Giannis. Yeah, that's a problem. Giannis they- learned. Giannis learned the past two years. You know what he learned? Mm, how to shoot? No. Nah. What? <laughs> you know what he learned? What? He learned the biggest thing he could learn. Now how to shoot? No. What? Fuck giving 150% all season. Oh, yeah. Relax yourself. Yep. Because when you get to the playoffs and motherfuckers like fucking um, Al Horford is locking you down and fucking... Mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler is slowing you down and all that because you, you're burnt out by the end of the season. Slow, yeah. slow it down. That's what I think he's been doing because he hasn't been playing anything like the last two seasons. And the best I could give... He's still doing good, though. Yeah, he's still doing good. But yeah. I think he's like, oh, like easing up on the gas. He won like the last two, right? Yeah. MVPs? Yeah. yeah. So back I think he's back. like easing up on the gas, save some more like energy for the postseason. Yeah, because he, he, he was pissed last year. Yeah. He was pissed with the Raptors situation, and then he was pissed with this past year. So I think uh, I think he he's giving the Bucks like another because he I don't think he signed no big contract with them yet. I don't think he signed the like forever type contract with them yet. So I think he's he's right now like this is this is the year. If we don't like make a push, then I'm fucking out. And he's young too, so he could fucking like this is a big year for them. So that's probably why he's taking his foot off the gas a little to try to preserve himself, because I think this is like the the year that. He, but they haven't really made no big moves to like acquire anybody. Oh, he got injured. Oh, did he? Damn. Yeah. How long you been out? Shit. 
Yeah, I don't be believing these injuries. The last game before he got injured, 47 points, 18 for 21. What 12 day? rebounds, April 2nd. Jesus. Oh, that's not a month. He's been out a couple weeks. A week? Yeah, he's been out like a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at the, or two the weeks. wrong thing. I was two looking weeks. at the wrong thing. Yeah, I don't be believing these injuries, to tell the truth. Um, it's just a new um, take a break. time management. Yeah. Load management. Or That's what it is. I really do believe that. Because what like all these stars be playing like 60 games now. It's a knee injury, they say. No timetable for the return. Everybody wants to play like, like you know, 70 or under. This dude's young, yeah. 26. He's 26 now? Yeah. Damn, yo. He's throwing up so fast. <laughs> it's like KD all over again. Like, I still can't believe KD's like in his mid-30s almost. Like, he's like... Yeah, yo. He's like 33. Yeah, he's like 33. You're lying. Dude. 2007? LeBron's like fucking 33. Nah, LeBron's like 36 or 5. I think he's 36 now. Damn, for real? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's 32. 32. That, Damn, yeah, this thing was born in 88. Yeah, that's crazy. And it's it's like, I remember when he was in Texas and everything. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like, he grew up fast. I remember when he was a Sonic. <laughs> our last, our last great Sonic. KD, the snake. Dude, that shit with Michael Rappaport is fucking funny. Yo. <laughs> that shit's fucking funny as fuck. You see that shit? Yo, everybody everybody calling Michael Rappaport a snake or, 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 or a snitch. Yeah. But I just find, like, this dude's threatening him. Like, he's, like, mass sensitive, yo. KD. Like, everybody's, everybody's talking about Michael Rappaport. And I'm and I'm more of like, look how sensitive KD is though. Like this is the softest mother New York getting to him. Thank God he don't play for the Knicks. I mean, he would have snapped and murdered Michael Rappaport if he played for the Knicks. He Michael he getting Rappaport he getting fucking, a quarter of the media. He looks bad because everybody knows KD's fucking like uh, uh, soft. It, he, we know he's soft, but that. you know what? He's a great entertainer. He's one of the best fucking basketball players. So we respect the shit out of KD. We love KD. So we always gonna take KD's side. Nah, you can't. But he's soft. You can't label yourself the master shit talker, and then when somebody talks shit, you post the fucking. He said that he does that with everybody though. Like Andy, like he does. He just likes posting people like the DM of people who are like I've bitching. Never seen him do it. I've never seen it because I don't go, I don't have a Twitter, I don't do social media. So I don't know the truth to that. But yeah, he 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 said that that's just what he does is he just screenshots like whoever, like random people all the time talking shit to him in his DMs. Like he just screenshots it. So he was like, he, he says it's actually like a little segment thing he does. It's like, you know, like uh, the shit talker of the week type shit. And he'll just drop a DM of a shit talk, like somebody talking shit in his DM. So, that's his claim. I don't he know. He also went on a podcast and said he would beat up Kevin Durant, though. He said, well, <laughs> I highly fucking doubt like, that. Fuck yeah, I'll fight him, blah, 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 and talked all that shit. Okay, so why didn't you pull up then? 
I don't think he should have. I don't think he I don't had think to. Should have. I don't. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like you can't be the shit talker guy. Your yeah. your whole thing can't be I shit talk. Mm-hmm. And then you let an NBA player shit talk you so much you post the end. It's not even like you said it. Like Michael Rapport didn't even say anything. No, no, no. He wasn't even talking shit back. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like he, like, he no, he did a little bit. He called him like a pussy and shit. But then he was like, "You fucking." Come guzzling the whore or some shit like that. That's it's like he was fucking KD. Yeah, KD was saying like he's calling. He's saying red like I'ma spit in your face. Yeah. <laughs> that's like you fucking like that's like you roasting Patrice O'Neal at home, not saying nothing, and him getting upset and then posting it something. It's like yeah, you're you're, you definitely damaged guy. your credibility yeah. as a shit talker. So now nobody respects Michael Rappaport as a shit talker. Yeah, yeah, he and definitely lost like, that. We, Kevin Durant is more soft now. He used to make burner accounts to defend himself. I just like, oh yeah, this is not the yeah, softest thing. Yeah, this, Kevin Durant is yeah. in his wheelhouse of being soft. Right, but he is so fragile. Like it's showing. I think he's cracking under the New York pressure. <laughs> Thank God he's in Brooklyn. Yeah. That's all I have to say. Cause, cause this dude's not handling himself very well. He's such a fucking crybaby, yo. He be, he worry way too. I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal. Maybe it's uh, it's more of um, it's more like oh, like it's not a big deal. I just went on my fucking like DM. I seen this or whatever, or I was watching TV real quick and I heard about this. It took a couple seconds out of my day. Yeah. Like that's all it really was. It's not a big deal, you know. So maybe, maybe, maybe it's not. But he just appears like he can't handle the press. He oh, can't. Yeah. He can't handle all the time. Yeah, like he needs to chill the fuck out. This dude. This dude works. That, that's an ego problem. It's an ego problem. It's like the self-importance to have to defend your fucking honor, your own honor. Like that's pathetic. Shut the fuck up. Go play basketball. Fucking enjoy your life. Like, why are you stressing over some stupid shit like that? You're going to involve yourself in drama over something so minute. Michael Rappaport started it. He didn't start it. It's a good fucking interview. Da, 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 da. And he was like, why you keep fucking defending Chuck, you PC, like, dick rider? Da, 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 so da. what? So he started it by saying, like, he started by telling Durant good fucking interview that, like, like, sarcastically saying, like, oh, you're not good at interviews and shit. 